heading to Rorotonga, then you need to get the unofficial official guide to Roro, and it's completely free. The helpful eight-page PDF gets you completely ready for your holiday to Rorotonga. Inside the guide, you'll find information on transportation, Wi-Fi, customs, SIM, eSIM information on the cards, scooter rentals, and so much more. To get your free guide to Rorotonga, head to roropass.com slash guide. That's roropass, R-A-R-O-P-A-S-S dot com slash guide. Welcome to the Kirana Podcast, a show about what you will find, what you will not find in the Cook Islands. And now here's your host, Chantal Napa. Kia orana. this is Chantal, your host on Kia orana Podcast. So it's our guest today, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. And for new listeners, thank you for joining us today. Dr. Karina Tucker is an eco-adventure tourism operator in the Cook Islands. She was born in Hawke's Bay and lived in New Zealand up until 2018. Karina was an environmental sociology lecturer in New Zealand prior to moving to Rarotonga and purchasing Storytellers Eco-Cycle Tours in 2019. She moved to Rarotonga after having been a regular visitor over an eight-year period and after having spent four months in Maratonga in early 2018 on her research sabbatical where she looked at tourism and environmental impacts and practices on the island. During the COVID-19 border closure, she did research work for the Cook Islands government and taught at the University of the South Pacific, USP. This book that we're going to talk about today, named Places of Historical and Cultural Significance in Rarotonga Cook Islands, A Guide for the Curious Adventurer, is what our show is about today. It was written while Storyteller's business was not operating during the borders being closed. And in Rarotonga, for those of you listening to us, our borders were closed for more than a year. And... Probably about a year and a half they were closed. We were like, it was just us. No one could come in. We had one flight a week, and that was really just a flight that brought in goods. And it, if you actually go back through Kiorana podcast during COVID uh, 2020, I actually recorded Karina then during that time. And that was when Kiorana podcast was new. Karina had also just purchased a business that was new. And so now we're here in 2024, and I'm so excited to, you know, have Dr. Karina Tucker back on the show and to talk about this amazing book, which, Karina, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Nice to be here. I showed this to my daughter, Athena. She's in Level 1 Tero College this year, Mm. the book. Yeah. And she flicked through it uh, in the weekend and she goes, Mom, we need this in school. <laughs> she goes, this would be great for us in school. <laughs> she said it's got like Raimaru in there, um, you know, like a great handbook she was talking about, right? Um, a brief history. I mean, we all know we can find things like this on the internet. We know that, right? Mm-hmm. But um, so 
you know, Takamoto Theological College, just a nice little handbook that um, I will suggest to our school principal, Karina, place a couple of copies inside of the National College, which being an educational person, you would like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what makes a girl from Hawke's Bay, New Zealand, <laughs> decide to, like, you know, buy a storytelling eco-cycle tour business and move to Rarotonga. I know I've just said you were coming here over an eight-year period and you were doing your research sabbatical. Well, when I was here doing the research, that four months I spent here, um, it was during that time I thought, I keep coming back. I love it here. Why not move here? Not realising quite the adventure it would be and quite the roller coaster ride it was going to be. Um, I didn't move here to buy a business. I moved here to do some work, but the paperwork wasn't in place at this end, so that sort of fell through and time was going by and then this storyteller's business um, popped up as for sale on Facebook, I think it was. And I thought, oh, that sounds like me. I like to ride bikes. I like to talk to people. Um, I love this place. So, yeah, I ended up buying it. So it wasn't... A planned thing. It's just kind of what happened. That's just how it sort of emerged. Yeah, and I remember when we did that early podcast in 2020. You mm. and I were sitting at your place, and, <laughs> and you were like, "Well, I can't really talk about storytelling, Chantel, because I just kind of bought it." And then a few months later, COVID hit, uh, and I went well, let's tell them what they could get, <laughs> right? And so, you know, we sort of talked about the EcoCycle Tours and that how you were continuing to do a bit of the conjunction, like, you know, con- combining in, like, how you like to teach because that's what storytellers is when you go on a tour with you. Pretty much. it's It's changed a bit, I think, from... The previous owners, it was still about learning about the island and enjoying the island and the scenery at a nice kind of cruisy pace. Um, but I think the way it was done, I think it was more of a routine, more of a kind of a performance-based kind of thing. Um, whereas I'm, because I guess I've been a researcher and I'm a curious person by nature, I'm always absorbing more information and talking to people and listening and there's always kind of more sort of stories, more things that I'm learning about, more things that people show me and teach me. So for me, it's like a real challenge. And you get different people all the time with different interests. So it's really, I think you probably get a lot more info um, now. And I try and tailor, because I'm doing the, the guide, the, all the tours at the moment, hopefully not all of them for too much longer. Um, oh, yeah, you're going to get a staff again. member. <laughs> I'll try again. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know everyone's finding it tough, eh, Karina, really to get hard. staff. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really hard. Um, not that I don't love doing it, just when it gets busy, it gets, it gets yeah, busy. Yeah, and, and you can't do everything. Yeah. You can't do the admin. You can't do the tours. Yeah. You can't do the creative. You not can't do the marketing. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, three years. laughs> um, But, yeah, so there's always new things. And if people ask something that I don't know about or I'm not sure, then he's like, okay, do some homework. I'll go and see what I can find out about that for next time. So there's always always something new pops up. And often it's the kids that have the kind of out-of-the-box questions. They're like, ah, oh, never thought about that. You know, yeah, that's so wonderful. It's, cool. it's often the kids. It is. It often is, yeah. And I never know what kind of things are going to excite yeah. them and what sort of things they're thinking about. So, yeah, having the kids along is quite cool, actually. 
kids and the teenagers. Because yeah. I know that, um, true, because they'd be asking you about the flowers. About Just the random fl- stuff. Yeah, it's for example. All kinds of stuff. Um, what happened one boy who he was looking like he really didn't want to be there for a while and they were talking about how there used to be sort of tribal warfare at different times and that just got his attention yeah. big time and he's like is there anywhere we can go where there's still blood that's been left from that and I was like we're going back a couple of hundred years so <laughs> pretty sure it would have washed away long ago by now but then he just had all these questions about you know what kind of weapons were they and mm. what were they made of and just it just kind of got the ball rolling. cool um, very cool <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. All kinds of stuff comes up. And ask you about the food? Oh, yeah. That they food. see growing on the trees yeah, yeah, the, when you're cycling past? The food trees, the crops um, are really big ones because people will kind of, you might go and ride around or go for a walk and have no idea what you're actually looking at or what you're missing. True. Um, so people often have questions about, you know, like, oh, what's that fruit up there? We've seen it. Can you eat it? And I'll be like, yep. Explain what it is, how you might use it, what it's called, its local name. Um, but yeah, food is a big thing. Mm. Food trees, food crops. Yeah, because um, it'd be different from what they have at back home. Yeah, right. Especially and then, when it's mostly you know New Zealanders, still the biggest portion of visitors that we get. Yeah. Um, and of course, tropical environment. So it's a lot of things that people have no idea what they are and mm-hmm. haven't seen before. Yeah. They might have seen them in the shop, but have no idea how they grow. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like. You know, they're probably curious too, like, um, do I peel it? Do I just yeah. cut it? Do I boil it? Do I fry it? Yeah. 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 There's all sorts of people wondering about the animals. It's like, well, there's not that many animals, but we'll find you some goats and pigs and some mm. cows. Mm, mm. It's, it's, it's all kinds of stuff. A lot of people want to know about kind of what it's like living here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's usually quite a few people who are interested in history. That's usually pretty popular. Yeah. Um, it really it is all sorts, all sorts of things. So. And how have you found um, this year we're in January and you're doing your tours? And I do now and again see your posts on social media and you're stopping at Blackrock and you're taking photos of your consumers and customers there. Um, and then you've still got what tours that before you back into the book, so you've got local legends and stories and culture and history and sites of significance. Look at that. See, it's all on, all on the, the internet. Trees, plants, flowers, medicine plants, contemporary life on the island. Um, that's a lot to cover, eh? Yeah. Uh, you could, I could spend a week <laughs> <laughs> going around talking about stuff. Which is <laughs> why I ask people, do you have particular interests? <laughs> so I'll try and cover those. Because there's, heap, there's heaps of things to talk about and show people. Um, yeah, you never run out of things to say. Nice. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, thank you, you know, about the storytellers bit. Yep. So your book... Mm-hmm. Places of Historical and Cultural Significance in Waratunga Cook Islands, A Guide for the Curious Adventurer. And can you just let everyone know, like, what was what was your ultimate reason, you know, for uncovering some of Waratunga's historical sort of – is it because you had it all in your head? I so you thought, it. I might put it in a book, you know? Yes, I guess initially it was because when the borders were shut, I did have all the stuff in my head that either people had shown me, told me, things I'd read, seen, or whatever, all kind of different sources. And I thought, well, I want to put this down 
and might just make little booklets, just really easy little booklets that people can buy and use if they want to identify the food trees or the flowers, whatever, and they can use this and go, oh, that's what that is. Uh, is it native to here? Yes or no? Description, its uses, etc. depending on what it is. Um, and I had thought about doing this for quite a while, actually, but didn't have the time. Yeah. Um, and I thought one might be quite interesting is some of the kind of historical, cultural sites of significance. So I started working on just a little booklet. Tried, tried to keep it at one page per entry, really simple. And I was finding it increasingly frustrating because there are so many different variations and stories and you, know, you always hear something new or another edition or someone kind of telling it a slightly different way. And, and I don't want to say this is right, that's wrong. Mm. Who knows? This mm. is history. Like, mm. I've got so much more admiration and respect for historians than I ever, ever had in my life because it's, like, it's a hard job trying to unravel the stuff and go back and figure out what's going on. So I thought what might be cool is to get – to put this all into something which became a book because there's no way it could be a simple little booklet um, and just put in, try and kind of simplify in some way some of the information but also and lay it out in a way that's nice and easily readable but kind of present these different kind of variations and things so that people can look at them and think about it themselves, you know, rather than I'm not going to, I'm not writing the history, I'm just presenting the things that people have told me about or that I've come across in a way that's accessible and then people can go to the spot and have a look and go, oh, okay, this is some of the stories that relate to here or, you know, and then because it's set out as a travel guide so you can sort of work your way anti-clockwise around the island, you can kind of follow it through and just learn a bit more about these different places. So that's a really long answer, but that's basically it. Oh, it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm listening, so I'm like, I'm understanding your yeah. why. So that was, was the initial thing. And because I feel like, too, and this is part of, I guess, my background as well, is I, I would like to think that people come here to learn about the culture, about the place, about the people, about custom. Um, and then I think people have a more, perhaps, enriched, I guess, experience of being here. Um, I think it's a helpful, I don't know, like I, I'm, I like to do that. And, and it's not my home country, it's my home now at the moment, hopefully forever. Mm. Um, but I feel I love being able to present the place to people and let people know about it and all there is that to kind of to learn and, and enjoy, Yeah, I guess. So it's kind of initially it was like getting the stuff out of my head, making it presentable to others so that they could kind of learn and share and understand and find all the things interesting that I find interesting. So. It's primarily aimed at visitors, I guess, because I would have loved for the event something like this when I visited. I never found anything like that. There you go. Yeah. There's so, the why. Yeah. I would have loved yeah. for there to yeah. have been something like this yeah. when I first that visited. Was, that was the initial, yeah, we got there. <laughs> there that was go. The, that was the initial idea behind the booklets. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I would have loved to have known had this and been able to go around and think, oh, okay, that's that and that's that. But couldn't I mean, there are some things, but nothing, yeah, nothing like that, I don't think, that I... Not the book that I found. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, very cool. So let's get into uh, like a couple of areas, right? So these areas here, you obviously stop on your tour. Like, for example, let's pick one inside the book, right? Mm -hmm. um, what would you like to – we've got Raimaru, we've got Avana and the Garden of Seven Stones, um, a lot of them I don't go to very often. It depends on the on, on the, the tour, trip on so the tour that you're doing. Yep, mainly the ones in Ararangi 
Okay, great. Um, yeah, which is in the West, everyone the most, yeah, listening. That would be the most usual place that I take people just because I'm more familiar with that side of the island. Okay. And I think people are more familiar with me on that side of the island too. Yeah. And so would you like to talk about Tinamana's Palace, Omaru or Raimaru, which is in the West as well? Yeah, Raimaru is a cool one because it's – Raimaru is a little mountain over there, Amunga, and it's – one, it's a walking track. It's probably the second most popular walking track after the, the Cross Island Walk, after the Needle. Um, and it's an important mountain and that people have lived up in those those mountains through missionary times. And there's some really cool stories about it. Um, the legend of Raimaru is probably the only legend I've come across from not just here but some of the other islands in the Cook Islands it actually ends well for everybody because most of them <laughs> well, I've encountered end in some kind of tragedy. <laughs> and it's nice, That's nice it, way to put it. Yeah, and it links um, Rarotonga with Atataki as well. And it seems that quite a few more visitors now seem to be going to Atataki too. Mm. So I can say, oh, yeah. there's a story that links Rarotonga via this mountain to Atataki. So I can tell them about the legend of um, Raymond. So. Yeah. And so do you normally. When you do the bicycle tour, do you go up that? You know how it begins to so that walking yeah. track. Yeah, um, I have done. Not usually. It depends on how energetic the people are, how much cycling they want to do, how much talking we do. Mm -hmm. um, when I've got people that really want to, a group that really want to do a lot more cycling, then yeah, I can zip up the end of that road with a with a walk starts. Yeah. Otherwise, we'll kind of stop somewhere along the back road um, where you can kind of see it. Sometimes I don't mention it at all. It just depends on what people want to know about. But the, that's a it usually does get mentioned actually in some way or another. But, um, actually, you know, when I out. think about it, Karina, mm. that Raimaru walk, I know there's a little sign on the back road that directs yeah. people there, but there's not actually like a big sign. No, there's a little one on the main road. I yeah, a little shop that's closed down. It's called yeah. Friendly Mart near Castaway, and then there's a little one up on the back road. Um, yeah, so a little sign. I've seen it walking track front, you know. Yeah, up there. Yeah, and little hike. And it says that it's 352 meter high mountain with a flattened peak. And Raimaru is one of four settlements of Mangaroa or Long Mountain, and the other three are Lower Mangaroa. Southern Lower Mongoroa and Upper Mongoroa. Oh, actually, that makes me think of Highland Paradise when they yeah. talk about Mongoroa, mm -hmm. which is another great tour, everybody. Highland mm -hmm. Paradise, Google that. And that is actually how, yeah, so they're named the Mongoroa. I got it. See, I'm connecting myself <laughs> to everybody, connecting those dots. And then you've got in here Tinamana Palace, Omuru, which is. A beautiful building for Tinamana Ariki in the west, the paramount chief of Ararangi Poikora on the western side. And the name for Tinamana Palace, Omaru, means peace brought by Christianity. Wow, look at that. That palace was built in 1849, everyone, um, by the British for Tinamana Meriana Ariki in 18, around circa 1848 to 1908. And she was the third Ariki of Poikura since the arrival of Christianity post 1908, Evening Post. Oh, that's where you got that information from. 
I yeah. see. Yeah. So you have a lot of where you're gathering all this data from. Yep. So that was one of the things that I thought was really important when mm. you're talking about different sort of mm. stories and yeah. histories is to put down the source, especially where you get a couple of versions that might conflict a bit or be yeah. a bit different. Yeah. So, um, and sometimes there's been, there's an odd thing in there where stuff has been told it's been told to me, so yeah. I've sort of gone back to verify and, and just check with people. I can't really reference it, or they might not be named, but everything's been checked as much as possible. You've got a really I'm great... sure there'll still be more other variations. Yeah, you've got a great bibliography at the back there, Karina, you know, with um, a lot of the people that you've spoken to and a lot of people, a lot of the um, places that you get a lot of this information from. Yeah. So how do you feel... Like now that you've done this book, like, do you feel that you've achieved what you wanted to do? You know what I mean? Or is there a sequel coming? <laughs> There's no sequel in that. There's no sequel. Not in the foreseeable future. <laughs> um, I don't know. I didn't really. I mean, it was pretty exciting mm. getting to do it in a way, but it wasn't. How long did it take you to do this, put this together? Uh, it's hard to say because it kind of evolved from the booklet and then all that stuff was in my uh, – yeah, it's hard to say. Um, probably a couple of years, but then there's all the things that I'd kind of learned along the way that people had shown me or told me or things I read. So really it's probably quite a few years sort of in the making if you go right back mm. to the yeah. very beginnings, I suppose, to yeah. actually write it. I don't know how long it took. Yeah. Maybe well, a year to eight yeah, months but, or so. But that's how long it took to write it. But then, like what you just answered, yeah. when you go back over all those trips that you came here, and yeah. then when you were doing your research sabbatical as well, and putting all that together, and just meeting people and people telling you about whatever yeah. thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's sort of the culmination of quite a few years, I guess. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the hardest thing is like knowing when to draw the line and stop because, <laughs> you know, if I'd left it like one more month, I would have found out something else or I had to make some other addition or if I was like, okay, we're just going to stop here. And, of course, after the photos had been all done and submitted to the publishers, um, we had the 200-year anniversary of the missionary's arrival and then some of the churches were all kind of done up and, yeah. you know, the Tinamana Palace has now got stones mm. that kind of tell some of the story. Yeah. So, True. Yeah, it could go on, eh? <laughs> and the Sheraton, you know, well, the old Sheraton is kind of, you know, yeah, yeah, changing yeah, yeah. day by day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. See? And sequel number two. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Update of places of historical and cultural significance. Yeah. And where can everybody buy this book, Karina? Um, you can go online. Yep. There are plenty of websites online, yep. um, places that have it. So the mm -hmm. publishers Austin McCauley do, but I believe it's available on Amazon, Fishpond. Basically, you just need to Google the title or the author. Yeah. Um, Which I'll put that in all your show notes yep. for this episode. Okay. So if you do that, you'll be able to find somewhere that um, – has it available for online and it's available as an ebook as well. Fantastic. So those that prefer ebooks. Yep. Yeah. Well done. How fun. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome, man. Pat on the back. Pat on the back. Can you tell I'm pushing for a sequel? Why not, man? <laughs> Come on. Okay. 
So, everybody, we've got Karina Tucker, Dr. Karina A. Tucker. Thank you very much. Just a little sneak peek into her new book, Places of Historical and Cultural Significance in Maratunga Cook Islands. Um, also the owner and operator of, come on, Karina, tell everyone. Story like your business. Eco-cycle tours, and we do walking tours if you don't like riding a bike. There you go. Plug <laughs> your business, Storytellers Eco-cycle tours, who are also on raropass.com inside activities. And with your Raro Pass, you get 10% off your booking for all your tours with Raro Pass with Karina and Storytellers. Eco-cycle tours. And I think we should have a chat to you about if we can also put the book inside the shopping of Raro Pass. Yeah, we'll have a think about that and we'll have a talk about that. All right. So thank you very much. It's lovely to catch up. I'm sure we'll do it again in a year or two, you know, when that sequel's out. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Karina. Nokoni iamato aro ayatu kia koto kato toa. Kimonia means good luck. Aida means farewell. And kiorana means may you live long. Thank you. Bye for now.